0: This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by Brentano's bookstore. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty, the number one destination for Seinfeld fans. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ThisThirsty. Follow us on Instagram at this thirsty. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. This podcast is making me thirsty. Join our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Seinfeld Podcast. Bonus episodes up there. Our first sixteen episodes are up there. All kinds of good stuff. Join now, folks. Go to our website, Seinfeldpodcast.com. Our rankings are there, all of our episodes are there, lots of good stuff. Email us at this podcast is making me thirsty at gmail.com. If you dig it, please pass it on. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy. This podcast is making me
1: thirsty.
0: Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty, the number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 136. Today's guest has been in over 50 films and TV shows, including Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, The Pretender, Six Feet Under, Judging Amy, Jag, and of course, she played Jerry and Kramer's girlfriend, Pam, in the Season 8 episode of Seinfeld, The Soulmate. Please welcome Kim Myers. Kim, thanks for joining. Thank.
2: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank, thank you guys
0: for having me. This is awesome.
3: I mean, I... Whenever I hear the the name Pam, I ultimately think of you, Kim. So uh, obviously, you, you <laughs> made you made an impact. So, so
2: I love it. Take
3: us back. It's crazy. Twenty six years ago, The Soulmate aired on on NBC. <laughs> I can't believe it's been that long. Um, so, how, tell us a little bit. How, you were you know you were in the business for a while at that point um, with the Freddy yeah. Krueger movie and everything you know, about 10 years back. But how did this role come about? Was there an audition? would love to hear a little bit about how you, how you solidified the role of, uh, you know, the well-known Pam. <laughs> um,
2: uh, I auditioned. I had taken some time off. I just had um, our, my first child and he was about nine months old. And I told my agent, manager I said I'm 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 ready let's you know let's get back out there and this was the first first audition back and I was giddy because I too am a huge fan of Seinfeld um so I thought you know well okay let's who knows so I you know bear with me because it's been a few years um I believe I read for the casting director first And then she called me back with the other women, the other actresses later in the afternoon. And I didn't know if I was going, who exactly I was going to be reading for and with, but I walked into the room and Jerry Seinfeld was there and the other producers casting. And I read with him and it was so wonderful and such a surprise and, and just a lot of fun. And, um, feel you know, like I, they, they made the decision fairly quickly. And so the process started very quickly. Table read on its feet, blocking, et cetera. And yeah, it was so, so, so much fun.
0: Yeah, we heard that a lot. That's that seems to be a running theme we're hearing is that it happens quickly with, with Seinfeld. When yeah. you get cast and you almost go straight into uh, into the show, like you know you're, you're working right away. Um, yeah. So that that sounds that sounds similar. Um, and and then so you get there, your first. Um, you know, you, the week on set, right? So you're – season eight. So the, the show is is, at, is basically at its peak at that point as far as ratings go and as far as popularity goes. So I'm sure it's uh, – like you said, it's going to be overwhelming and you're just excited. But um, tell us about, you know, what that vibe is like on set season eight, right? Larry David, we've heard – some stories that sometimes he's there. I know he had, he had been gone by then. He left episode season seven. He might've been there. Maybe not. If not, um, I know Peter Melman wrote your episode, so I'm sure he was probably there and, and, and Jerry obviously, but just kind of take yeah. us through what the vibe is like on, on set and kind of, um, seeing the, the, how that machine sort of is working at that point. Yeah.
2: Well, it, and that's an app description. It definitely felt, um, Many things. It felt like apps, one hundred percent, a well-oiled machine. But there was also an atmosphere I perceived anyway, of of fun, and there was still discovery, and they were still amusing each other, and um, so those those were the things that I that I noticed. Um, it was a it it was so surreal. The first day was so well. All of it was really quite surreal because I was a, a big fan myself. Sorry for the dings. Um and stepping onto the sets for the first time. Uh of course everything seemed smaller, you know, I was I felt somewhat familiar with them, but I of course I really wasn't. And so being in being in the atmosphere, in Jerry's apartment, et cetera, was um it was just, it was so it was wonderful. It was so much fun. It was just joyful, really, honestly. I right? had a good time.
3: Yeah, and clearly, it sounds like you were a fan of the show prior. I mean, uh, what did you ever um, – I know that was your first audition for Simon, but were there any other opportunities in earlier years where you had an opportunity to audition, or this was the first?
2: This was the first.
3: Wow. I mean, yeah, and like Tony said, this is season eight. There, I mean, 33 million people watching it at a pop on Thursday night, just clearly, you know, electrifying stuff. What, um, so that must've been amazing. You walk in, signed, Jerry himself is on the audition. I mean,
2: yeah,
3: I, I guess and day you're day. a veteran, <laughs> right? Oh
1: yeah. You're, I mean, you're, you're a
3: veteran at that point, but it sounds like there were obviously some nerves, but obviously what do you remember about, I'm just specific to the audition that like, and you know Meg Lieberman or whoever, like whatever you did, they were like, "Boom, that's it! Like this is the girl." Do you remember? Like, what was there a certain La- scene? Laughing,
2: or- laughing. You know, you it it's an energetic uh, experience. You you feel right. it, and I could just I, I did. I know for sure what I was feeling. I was hoping I was feeling that they were enthusiastic, um, right. but I did. Yeah, I. I I kind of heard some laughter and I just saw a, like a, you know, like a perk up a little bit and, or felt, felt that. And, but you never know. I walked out of the room and thought, Oh, you know, please. And then, you know, you never know.
0: Yeah. And And, and that that energy you're talking about, it's, it's definitely palpable too. Even in your, you know, your first scene there with Kramer, with Michael Richards, when you kind of, uh, you know, you wow him right away and he's just speechless and you just have this like, you have this very uh, welcoming and and soft persona that's just like you could tell that he's just taken aback and and, and speechless from it. So. I guess that's probably what they saw i'm thinking is just like you said the energy but um you know may, maybe talk talk about that first scene you know with with michael richards we've heard so many great stories about him and how he's yeah. so welcoming and so professional um but i know that um you know it, we were talking about before before you came on just kind of prepping and, and you know you really stole even though he's in that scene you stole that scene you know just just from your kind of owning the the apartment and then jerry comes in and you you pretty much you know have them both wrapped around your finger. It's just it's a really really great scene. Maybe take us through how that how that happened for you.
2: <laughs> if only. Yeah. It, it was um well speaking about Michael Richards, everything you just mentioned, I felt and I saw and I had so much respect for him. Um there was also a, a very very clear uh level of seriousness um because I think being able to create a character like that and have some, yes, it's funny and there's a lot of physical humor, but to believe that, to believe Kramer is who he is, um, I saw a lot of uh, serious thought and obviously, you know, years and years of experience and, and preparation. So I, I mean, in terms of feeling welcomed, I felt very welcomed by everybody. It was really, um, thank goodness, right? Maybe that would have been like a big letdown <laughs> if you didn't feel that way.
3: Yeah. it's. I mean, listen, we've spoken now with over 100 guests, and none of them have a bad thing. Like, to your point, the welcoming is just like, we've and they've been on other shows and it wasn't that way. So for a oh. number one show to be that way, it's incredible and especially Jerry with his name on the, on the title, like for him to kind of step back and let others shine. It's, it's, it's remarkable.
2: Yeah. Um, I I felt a lot of, to your, the point you just, the comment you just made. um, I remember in in particular one, one moment we, we were, what was this? I think it was the scene in the bookstore when I was at, Pam's up at the register and you know, the deal with the scrunchie and we did a couple, we rehearsed it. We did it, or you know, we did a couple of takes and we stepped off the set briefly. And Jason Alexander was um, just, just, I could feel his, his kindness. It was just very supportive and very like, yes, you know, wonderful and, and nice, you know? You know, yeah,
3: that's that's up. that's a real funny scene and kind of an interesting scene with Jerry because it kind of he's on the defensive, not a defensive, but he's like, I, I really like what's going on with this. Like, he, right. you know, Jerry usually doesn't have to do with his girlfriends. If he loses a girlfriend, he doesn't care. But now there's a little competition, right? Um, and we rarely see that with Jerry, and you kind of snub him, if you will, It just <laughs> it literally just turned your back. I always wondered how that scene actually ended like, how did he really leave? Like. And they just cut, but, um, and that's another beauty of the show. Just they always kind of leave you wanting more. But, um, what do you like to, to that point? Like, I'm just a little Seinfeld history. Like you said, you were a fan of the show. Like what are some of your favorite episodes? I'm just curious back, uh, over the years. Come on. Give us like three, Uh, three great ones. Uh,
2: That's just awful of you to ask that. (laughs) Um, there are so many. Um, I, well, obviously, yours. We don't want. Well, you know, okay. There's one, but that's you know, obviously, there's a little, a little bias there. Um, there, there are the obvious ones, and it's, it's obvious because they got so much attention. You know, the soup Nazi, of course. But then, um, the what's it called? The kicks? Something little.
3: Little Maybe
2: kicks, the- Elaine oh, dancing, yeah, classic. Hilarious. Um, she was so, so, so sweet as well. I didn't work with her, you know, we didn't have any scenes together, but she was she was, you know, floating in and out and, and doing, you know, obviously doing her own work and she was very just just lovely. Um Oh man.
3: Uh we'll let we'll let you off the hook. But yeah. you, you mentioned so you mentioned Julia and you mentioned Jason as well. So you yeah, you weren't in scenes with Either of them, but
0: yeah, it was, it was with Jason. Jason, yeah, but, Julia yeah, end, but oh, Julia, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, right, 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 yeah, no, yeah. No, really but not as, yeah.
3: um, but their presence was still on the set, like you said, and they were kind of popping in and out. And so, were you, were you, I guess, were you there just for your scenes? What do you remember? Or did you kind of sit in the stands and watch kind of all the scenes the whole week as it unraveled?
2: No, I don't, um, but I don't remember that. I don't remember being there the whole time and seeing all the other scenes shot. Um, except, well, no, hang on. Of course I did because when we taped, we would have taped the whole show. So yeah, that's right. I, I'm, I'm not remembering exactly where
0: I, right. where I
2: was. That makes sense. It might've been it like right in front ago. of the audience or in the back.
0: Yeah, I mean, the scene when when, when Newman is, is feeding uh, Kramer the lines, you know, and you're, so I was curious about that scene because um, it could have went two ways in my mind as far as how it was shot, like, Was 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 Newman really right there, right behind Kramer, and you were right there that entire time, or were they cutting and just kind of shooting Newman talking, and then and then later on doing you and Kramer? But it was like really him feeding Kramer the lines in real time, right?
2: Really off base, which is possible.
0: Yeah, no, that must have been kind of funny to watch.
2: I remember him being there. Yeah,
0: watch them work together like that. Him feeding the lines, and then them coming to you, and you know, Wayne Knight had a big part in that whole episode. Actually, I'm wondering. Um, you know what that was like if you had any interaction with him, or just that scene in general. It just was so so much fun with with Kramer, kind of uh, you know having his muse behind him, who's, oh, who's of Newman, <laughs> and uh, you know it's like yeah. that's who you're really were attracted to, in, in the long run, really, you, you know if, if you if you think about it, where, right. was right. Newman, yeah. not Jerry or or Kramer, right? That's right. <laughs> there's
1: the there's the cash. <laughs> that's so funny.
3: Yeah, Wayne Knight. It's funny. You, we we think of him as just part of the fabric of the show, but he was only in about forty episodes. But this was obviously one of uh, one of his biggest, clearly. And the chemistry between him and Michael were great. And I don't I don't remember what you were doing. You're kind of just like organizing books, you know. I was. was you doing your book I thing, right?
2: I hey, was teen? doing thing. <laughs> I was taking inventory.
0: You oh yeah, Pantene, Pantene, was you the shampoo. That Pantene was a big shampoo Pantene. in the '90s. Yeah, that was
2: my duck male, but there really is no duck male. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> and you had that, like that. I remember you, like the wardrobe was kind of like a, like a big sweater, like <laughs> and it type was so thing. Hot.
2: It, say that again.
3: Yeah. No, it looked like it was. Yeah, really warm on you and everything.
2: Very warm. Yeah. It, it was. It was quite warm. You know. Yeah. new york ac the bookstore i guess.
0: speaking of the speaking of wardrobe and everything else i mean we got to hear your, your thoughts Scrunchy or no scrunchie at the time not now now i think <laughs> wondering at the time you know that was the whole thing kramer and jerry kind of argued over do you like the scrunchie don't like the scrunchie what was your, your your personal preference at the time do you recall how, how you at felt? the
2: time oh between the two
0: yeah. Or, were you, or or were scrunchie scrunchie? No yeah. Were you wearing a scrunchie at the time often? Is that you your preference? Or were you uh more hair down, like like uh like I think
2: more hair down. Although scrunchies were very in at that time. But I think yeah, hair hair down.
3: And listen, for those listening on audio, Kim has not aged one bit in 26 years, folks. So uh, just to let you know. Um so yeah, tell us a little bit about. I mean, so it was season eight. You've been on some other shows. Like, how, did you feel? Did you get the sense this was a? I know you were a fan of the show, but once once you get on set, was this just run differently than other things you've been a part of? Did you get that that sense, or um, was it your? It, it wasn't your typical sitcom, if you will. Right? I mean,
2: right. And actually, I have to say, I had not done any sitcom before. Um, so I had nothing to compare it to specific to sitcoms. Um, but just as, as work um, in, in television or um, for that production, it just, it was, you know, it was just obvious that it, it, it ran, it didn't obviously entirely run itself. People worked very hard and prepared and all that, of course, but it, it had that element of, you know, we, it's it's moving along you know everything was just insane from my perspective That's
3: how yeah and at that time so this it was season eight uh, tony mentioned earlier larry david left the year before so you know there were the whispers that this could be the last year and then obviously they they went on and inked like a, a bigger deal for a final year but they didn't do that yet at the time i was just did you get the sense like this was kind of the end of the road or would, would you could tell these guys kind of wanted more?
2: Honestly, I, I didn't get a sense. I, I, I didn't pick up either way.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting though. You, you mentioned, um, you know, the, the, the vibe and the, and the kind of the, the well oil machine, if you will, and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, Peter Melman wrote this episode. We've had him on the podcast a couple of times actually. And he, He's he was there from early on, right? So he was one of the he was one of the ones that kind of carried through. I mean, Larry Charles left, uh, you know, after season four, and then and then eventually Larry David left. So Melman's still there in season eight, and he kind of has the, uh, we like to look at the old sort of the old realm there, and um, he wrote this episode. So um, we'd be remiss if we didn't kind of ask, you know, what what kind of. You know, insights there that he gave you around the. You know, I obviously I know Ackerman probably is directing, but but I'm sure Melman might have been there as a producer and a writer as well. Um, did you have any interaction with him as far as like the character or you know, there was there any any kind of interactions there?
2: I don't recall that. I I recall that all the direction coming from Andy Ackerman. Yeah. Um, and I could completely wrong about that so forgive me Peter Malman if, if I'm you know forgetting yeah no it was primarily the director
3: yeah that's I mean I think that was kind of the shift that happened when Larry David left because he was kind of the floor general if you will but obviously Jerry had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, access uh, to what was going on as well what I'm trying to think Actually we always we always talk about season the rap parties. Did you, you got invited to the rap party for season eight? No. Don't tell me no, Kim. No
0: Wait a minute. What? No, you had to have got invited.
2: <laughs> I wasn't. I don't
1: think i was. Oh, those bastards.
2: I was a mo- you know yeah. what I in fairness, I was probably still pretty sleep deprived. Um, no I'm sorry, you said yeah, it was your first child? child was not was it even your first a child. Year old.
0: My first child. Your yeah. first, oh, that's great. Yeah. Is now
2: 26.
0: Well, 26,
2: yeah. What? Seinfeld fan. Uh, is he a Seinfeld? i sure he's a Seinfeld My yeah. younger son is 23. Is a huge Seinfeld fan. There we go.
3: Curb, Curb fan. Really?
2: Nice. Very How did cool. I
3: so, yeah, have mine? So what do they think of your uh, appearance as Pam?
2: I'm they sure they get a huge... It. Well, my son, who's the fan, uh, Liam... Gets the biggest kick out of it, and his best friends are huge Seinfeld, Curvy Enthusiasm fans. So they, yeah, they think it's just so silly, ridiculous, amazing.
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta feel great that you were it, the the show wasn't on that long, and Jerry did have a lot of girlfriends, but you were, you were the one who kind of dated both. Which <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that ever happened between. Kramer kind of moved doing, in on a lot yeah,
0: of it. Yeah. Kramer, Kramer made his moves a couple of times, but yeah. never really full <laughs> on like he did here with, with Pam. I mean, yeah. that was, uh, when he says your name three times, that must have been a kick uh, uh, on set. I mean, I would imagine that was a funny scene where he's like, Pam, Pam, Pam. The bacon you know the bacon that's a great line as well it's it's a it's it's definitely you know the whole George stuff too I I know um you know is it kind of a whole separate storyline but it was a it was a big storyline with the whole the briefcase and everything like that was a lot going on in that episode as most of those later seasons they kind of packed in a lot um so I'm sure it was it was a lot going on there and it must have been I'm guessing at the time for you, especially you said it was your first sitcom and, and your first time back, it must have been kind of a whirlwind. So, uh, you know, I'm glad you're able to to
2: completely know,
0: remember some of it to tell us. So, some great stories. So, you know,
1: <laughs>
2: it, must have been no, it was a whirlwind. It was such a fun, fun whirlwind. And at the time, I didn't live too far from the soundstage of the studios where they shot. So, it was just wow this is great too i get to you know five ten minutes so
3: and you're a you're an la girl right you grew born and grew up there
2: mm-hmm.
3: so yeah so i mean i'm always curious how how you got in the business right i know freddie krueger was one of your first if not first uh things was, you did right in the business yeah. which was am- yeah. amazing we love those movies but uh like, how would you get into it? How would you know acting was was the path?
2: Uh, in elementary school, I was in sixth grade. That at that time, that was your last year of elementary school, and we did a school a, a sixth grade musical every year. That school did that, and I got I didn't want to audition. I was very shy around big groups of people, and but we had to. All of us had to, and I I got cast in the lead in Oliver Twist. And I fell in love with it. I had the best time and I was, it didn't feel shy on stage and that felt really good. And, um, and then I studied it in high school and, um, and I did, let's see, senior year of high school, I got cast in a USC grad film and it was screened and industry people came to the screening and in through that, I got my agent and then I was going off to college. Um, and that, but that got the ball rolling. And then I got Elm Street when I, in the summer between my freshman and sophomore year.
3: And I have to imagine, a, a, you know, illustrious career. I mean, y- you should be so proud. And we always think, you know, we're Seinfeld fans. We think you're most recognized for Seinfeld, but, um, <laughs> where, where does Seinfeld rank and where people recognize you? I know Freddy Krueger's probably right up there, but. That's right not.
2: There that has carried on. Uh, it has a life of its own that the, the whole, what would you call it? Jo- not genre. Franchise um, maybe. Or fran- not, franchise. Yeah, Thank uh, you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's unbelievable. I had no idea. So that's, that's a, that's a, a big one. Pretender. Uh, the pretender. Um, hmm.
1: God, I mean, uh,
2: other things here and there I'm sure that I'm not thinking of right now
3: a pretender yeah John uh, uh, Grice uh, another Seinfeld alum
1: okay if you didn't know that <laughs> 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 there, there's, okay. there's always there's always connections we always it's like to find the connections alum.
0: Yeah, yeah, we always like to it's find true. the connections. There's always, there's always something. Well, six feet under too. You're an episode of, and right, and yeah. that had um, yeah. uh, Krauss, who was in uh, Seinfeld episode, of the limo, one of our favorites. Oh, um,
3: yes. Yes. oh and and uh, Andrea Parker, who was in the Pretenders, was the nurse in the uh, the contest. I didn't
2: know that. Okay, yeah, oh man,
1: yeah.
3: yeah. it, it's uh, she, she has a little quick line. Uh, it's sit you up know, but, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of connections. Um, you know, obviously as you go deep in your career, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. But, uh, Absolutely. Kim, this has been great. I mean, I can't thank you enough. I mean, like I said, you, when I hear Pam, I think of you. And, uh, again, what a performance and your career has been great. What, what are you up to now? Anything you want to wanna share?
2: Yes. Ha- I'm happy to say, um, I haven't. I took a bit of time off. Have still raising my youngest, who's my daughter. She's sixteen. Um, but I did a film that, that is coming out towards the end of this year with Anna Camp, who is wonderful. Um, the title is in flux right now, so I unfortunately can't give a title. But that's coming out towards the end of this year, and it's a, a family family story family drama based on a, an actual family um, that deals with mental illness and, and drug abuse and homelessness and the
1: not oh,
2: wow. a story but a very important story and a very timely story i think
0: yeah for sure that sounds great we're definitely looking forward to that um that's awesome it's really good to hear and, and thank you so much uh you know this has been this has been mm-hmm. great so much fun
2: Thank you guys. Thank you. I, I I appreciate it. I was so excited when my manager oh, said, "Hey, are you interested?" I said, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, the,
1: soulmate. the soulmate. The soulmate. Love damn, you. Th- damn.
3: Thanks so much, Kim. You're the best. Thank you, Kim.
1: Thank you. Thanks, this guys. Great. Thank Bye. Good Goodbye. Show.